Hello, I'm Alan Now, and welcome to the Reach Australia podcast. The vision of Reach Australia is to see thousands of healthy, evangelistic, multiplying churches all across Australia. Now, this podcast was an elective from our large Reach Australia conference on recruiting at every size with Wayne Connor. Wayne takes us through his thinking and the tools he uses to recruit at his church and to help us do the same. So I hope you get lots of ideas to throw around with your team as you listen to Wayne. So what we're going to do is... We're going to think firstly about the conversation that you might have um, to help people find where they can best serve. Then we're going to think about who does that and, and some more of the structures around it. I'm going to end with some of the tools that we use in Dubbo or that we've flogged from here. Um, and that'll be quick. So it'll be slower at the start when we're thinking about the conversation. But before all that, our story of Dubbo. So... So we came to Reach Australia in 2019, and before that, in terms of a culture of serving, I think we thought we had a good culture of serving, but actually we had this problem of, um, yeah, like 10 to 20% of the people doing lots and lots of things and most people doing nothing. And we sort of um, knew that was happening, but yet it seemed that those people were really keen to serve, so we thought we had a good serve culture, but I don't think we did. Um, our recruiting was okay, although because everything for us was based on rosters back then, um, sometimes we were recruiting to the vision of the church, but quite often we're just recruiting to fill a job, so it was sort of okay. And in terms of teams, we had one team, which was our youth group leading team, the mob team. Everything else was on rosters, so we had cleaning roster that you'd be on um, twice a term, mowing roster, the music teams were actually all on rosters even, uh, welcoming roster, morning tea roster, kids church roster. But it was like we liked our rosters, uh, like we would have competitions, church at nine filled up their roster in two weeks. Can we fill up our church at seven roster in one week? Yes, we did. So people were kind of willing to serve and we didn't think there was any problem till we came to reach 2019 and we went to some seminars like this and we thought, oh, actually... Uh, serving in teams has a whole lot more benefits than serving on a roster because of the relationships in the team and so forth. Again, that's the seminar next door. So on the car trip on the way home, we just decided to change a whole lot of things about the way we did church. We changed our roles as staff from being pastors of congregations to taking on an area. And in terms of serve, we we, we just said, what area, there was three of us in the car, what area are we passionate about? What area are we hoping we don't get? What area do we think the others would be good at? And I was the only one who said, I'd like to have a go at serve. And that was the area both the other guys said, I hope I don't get that. So I, from then, so this is May 2019, from nothing we tried to start a serve ministry. Um, so we just drew up all the ministries in the church were currently being done by rosters and... Um, let's put them into teams and how many people would we need? 512, but we only had 350 people at church. So we went back to and said, well, we need to cull it right down to the bare minimum for these ministries, 273. So we just had to start saying, if we're going to go to rosters, uh, off rosters, um, we're going to have to say no to some ministries. We did what everyone's been telling us not to do which we mustn't have heard in 2019, which was don't try this all at once. Try one team. If that goes well, do two teams. Well, we, we just sort of started 20 or 30 teams all at once. Um, the other thing, we, as we thought about it, is we've got people on five or six rosters 
And if we say, do you want to join a team, they're probably not going to like that. So that's why we sort of decided, let's do the whole thing all at once. Um, so after we did it, here's how the rollout happened. So this is how many people on a team, and this is just our last one. I only show you that to basically say our change was really slow. So see how, like, even a year later, we only had 80 people on teams, and then a year later, 162 people on teams. So at this point, we were really trying to function as a church with half the people we needed as we were transitioning. And here, can anyone guess why there's no bars? No, not COVID. Dumber than that. No, yeah, we weren't counting. We didn't think to count how many people on teams. We didn't, that's kind of when we didn't even know how many people were attending church, how many people were becoming Christians. That was in the days of we didn't count anything. So we started counting teams. Uh, there must have been some light switched on and we thought we should start counting people. So the, out of all, uh, Derek coined us the Dubbo Mighty Ducks. So that sound, I don't know if you think that's an insult or a compliment, but who's seen the movie Mighty Ducks? Yeah, what's the synopsis? Ah, it's a bunch of ice hockey team who are the worst, no hopers, no chance at all, and somehow, somehow they win. No one knows how. So, um, yeah, Derek just said, like, you guys in Dubbo, you did it all wrong. You tried to do it all at once. You didn't think it through, but actually... It worked. So I think it's kind of, if we can do it, anyone can do it, even with all the mistakes along the way. The big lessons we've learned is serve conversations can be really complex. So to start with, I recruited, um, trying to copy what Rhett was doing, three or four people to have a serve team, to have conversations with people, because we were trying to get 250 people all into teams at once. Um, and, but what we discovered as we're having these conversations, uh, and we'll see later what the conversation is, but you start by saying, how's church going and how's your growth group? And whoa, it just opens up this can of worms and you find out all these issues that were unaddressed. And so serve conversations became very significant. Pastoral conversations, oh, and this person's not ready to serve, to join a team yet. So we abolished the serve team from recruiting and we just got the three of us pastors to do the recruiting, and then re-recruited new people in that time to do the recruiting. So when you're having people who are going to be having the serve conversation, you need a real good level of emotional intelligence in that conversation, just someone who can read people. So we had a guy, he was the best recruiter on the team because everyone he talked to said yes, but um, bullied is too strong, but he just wouldn't let him say no. But Two weeks later, a month later, they'd be off the team because he, was, he wasn't hearing that their yes was actually probably not. So you need to have, have a, people who can um, yeah, have a good conversation, find out what the person's really saying, listen to them, um, etc. cetera. Um, yeah, so that was, our, that was probably a big lesson. You have to be careful about who's doing that conversation. Um, another lesson, that one about for recruiting to work, the whole ecosystem needs to work. Now, I know we were told this at REACH 2019 and again and again, but 
we were recruiting to teams and the teams were all brand new and we had leaders in those teams who didn't really know what they were doing and so you would recruit to that team and that leader wouldn't even ring the person or let them know when they're on or ring them the night before and say, hey, you're on tomorrow. And so people were sort of falling out of teams as not quite as quickly as we're recruiting them, but you get the idea. So, you, so it's really hard to recruit to a dysfunctional team. So they were the main, in terms of recruiting, we learned a whole lot of lessons in the whole serve thing, but I think the two things were get the right people having the conversation and um, the whole ecosystem needs to work. If the ecosystem's working well, the serve conversation is really just get out of the way because they already want to serve, there's really good teams happening and you just, it's just like um, finding the right match. Real, so yeah. So that's our story. Um, and with that in mind, we're going to think about the recruiting conversation. So for this, just split up into pairs and think through, you're going to sit down with someone and you're going to have a conversation where they're not on a serving team, maybe they're new to church, or maybe they've been around a while and they're not on the team, or maybe they've come off another team. Um, you're having a conversation with them to think about where's the best place for them to serve in church given their um, gifts and passions. So what kind of things do you want to cover in that conversation? So I want you to think about that. Also, as you think about that, what you all might also might be thinking about is what are the outcomes you're aiming for in that conversation? Because in, in order to know what you want to talk about, you'll have to think what the outcomes are. So split up into pairs. What kind of things do you want to cover in that serve conversation? And what, what do you want the outcome of that conversation to be? Um, so we have a template. We have a serve team who does the interviews, and this is our template. So the first bit's how they're going. So how you're settling into Dubbo or Dubbo Presbyterian Church. Um, how's your growth group going? And how'd you become a Christian? So our serve leaders have this template so that they sort of learn it, but we don't sort of take it out to the coffee shop and read through it. Um, we just sort of know it off by heart now. But to start with, we might have gone from it a bit. Um, so that's the... I mean, that's just a conversation of where they're at with Jesus and how they're finding church. And from, from there, um, it might actually be that you need to refer them to the pastoral care team for some help. And so we have this little tag that we say, um, we'll probably go on to share a bit about the vision perhaps, but maybe not. So um, at this point, you might actually find out someone just got diagnosed with cancer a week ago or, or something's happening in their family and you actually say, oh, look, yeah, um, how about I pray for you, and uh, we'll, have, we'll think about serving at another time, and you make a part, refer them to the pastoral care team. Uh, so then I've got a summary of our vision here to help our serve team people think about it. So vision of being a church where every person is using their gifts to build up the church into Christ and how the church operates at best when everyone plays their part, and we want to reach Dubbo with the gospel together. We want people to hear about Jesus, whether it's food team, cleaning team, music, we're all on the same mission. I mean, I, that probably could have been tighter and clearer, but that's just to remind us of um, the vision. Uh, and so uh, we don't read that. I'm sharing that vision with our own words and then asking if there's any questions. And then here's the where they can serve area. So previous ways you've served in church or at other places, what have you most enjoyed about ministry that you've been involved in? What have you found the biggest challenge? Uh, what are you good at? Um, so 
Quite often when people are thinking about serving at church, they've just got these blinkers on and they think about a certain set of things that they think might be useful at church, but they don't actually mention to you that they love databases and they could spend six hours a day inputting data. So when you say, what do you love at work, it often opens up a whole lot of other things that they might not have thought of. Um, is there something you'd particularly like to, like is there an area that you've seen already on our website or in our serve uh, teams that you'd like to be part of? Is there something new that you'd like to try? That was a good question. And then we've got, yeah, what describes, behind the scenes or up front, relational or practical, work in a team or work alone. So they're all going to end up in a team, but some teams are more teamy and some teams pushing a lawnmower is working alone, but you're still in a team like to finish things or like new ideas or like to be told what to do or like to organise other people. And then we say, are you happy for us to share this information with the serve team? Um, just for privacy. And then we have here, don't promise a team at that point, bring it back to the serve team or to a team leader first so that we can find the best team for them. So we, we don't end with, um, oh, yeah, would you like to be part of the mowing team? We end with, thank you, we're going to um, think about what the needs of the teams are and can we catch up with you? next week or something. So by the end of that serve conversation, you've got to know the person a bit and where they might be able to serve. Then um, later on we'll think about how you go about the process of deciding what team they're on and what your church needs are and you might have to check with team leaders and so forth. But just say you've now um, decided that um, Joe should be on the mowing team can you practice the kind of conversation you have where you actually invite Joe to the mowing team? Or just, um, it could be invite Jill to the um, food team or to whatever the team is. So let's do it with mowing team, break up into pairs, have a conversation where you invite someone else to join the team. Go for it. Hands up who recruited to a team and talked about the team and what it would be like to be part of the team. Awesome. That's 10 points. Hands up who recruited to the vision of the church and how the mowing team helps for that. Hands up who recruited to the job. Would you like to mow the lawn? Oh, good, good that you didn't. So I'm going to have some sample... I'm going to ring Rhett. Hey, Rhett, how's it going? Yeah, hey, great, Wayne. How are you? Yeah, yeah, good, good. Um, now, I'm getting back to you. Remember how we're chatting, chatting about opportunities where you wanted to serve and you mentioned that you love outdoor stuff and... Um, so forth? Yeah, 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 I really enjoyed that conversation, that was great. Yeah, well, the lawns have been getting real long at church, I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> Would you be able to help us out with the uh, mowing? Oh, yeah, I, yeah. Said, I said I could do that, okay. You yep. got a mower? Oh, I've got, got to have a mower. Yeah, that's, you've got a mower, don't you? I don't recall you mentioning that. All right, well, <laughs> we'll work something out, but um, if you could just do it sometime this week, because it'd be great to have it done by Sunday, and can I put you on the roster? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Give it a go this week and then we'll just put you on the roster to see how it goes. Okay, thanks, Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, just, Rod. You've just thrown me under a bus. Thanks, okay. <laughs> Thank you for being so willing to serve. That's awesome. Look, I was just trying to make that bad, but like that was. That you did was a good job. <laughs> just recruiting to the job. I mean, I could have done it a bit nicer, but I'm just saying. How'd you feel? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I feel, you know, yeah, you, you probably sensed how I felt. Um, <laughs> Yes, it's pretty rotten. You got that's not what you're expecting, and now I'm left with a major problem of finding a mower, getting it to church, and um, yeah, so I feel like I've been used, mishandled, blah blah blah. I could know. have done it nicer, couldn't I? So 
I'll do a nicer, because rec recruit to job is bad in itself, but I'll try and do a nice recruit to job. Okay. Rhett, um, I was, we've done this chit chat. Um, remember we we're, chatted- We're male, we just go straight yeah, to the right. right. We chatted about, um, you, you said women, women naturally just do this yeah. much better, right? That's why we yeah. get women, right? But anyway, yeah, yeah, we're male, right. we're male. Yeah. Um, I were, you were saying how you love outdoor stuff. Yeah, and you love, love it. mowing and that forth. That, so, um, have you noticed the lawns at church? They are a bit long. Yes, I have noticed. They, yeah. look, they look pretty rough. Yeah, yeah, we do need people to help with the mowing. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yep. That's, that's, I agree. It's pretty clear we need help with mowing. Yep. So, if you would be happy to help with the mowing, that would be absolutely gold. Oh, yeah, okay. No, that's, that's fine. Yeah, I said like, that's one of the things I'd consider doing. That, that sounds good. I could do that. Thanks. So, can I throw you on the mowing, Ross? Would that be all right? Like, I'm thinking, um, like, I, did you say you're available every, like every two weeks or something? Like, what? Oh, um, what would suit you? Well, I'd need to go and look at my calendar yeah, and okay. chat with my wife yep. and, um, and just see how often I could do it. I well, gee, once every fortnight's pretty regular. Yeah. I'd be struggling probably to do that. Yeah. I was actually thinking more like once a term. Yeah, righto. Um, so, I, how many are on this roster? Um, I'll have to check. Yeah, but. <laughs> so, is it. It's not it? just me, is it? No, we've got a few more on the roster. All right. Yeah. It's so happened to me before, you know. People. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Let's. Um, what about twice a term? Okay, yeah. That, look, I'll have to check with my wife and there's other kids, but, yeah, but that yeah. might be possible, yeah. No. That'd be good. Anyway, see how you go with yeah. it. Yeah. So that was an improvement, but yeah, I'm still suffering. <laughs> I just hate recruiting people to a job. I can't, like, there's yeah. nothing to go yeah, for. Like, right. what am I recruiting you to? Mow the lawn. And yeah. I was trying so hard to not say anything about church or purpose or yeah. anything. I couldn't not do it. So a step up from that would be to recruit to vision, but I've got to try and not recruit to team yet. So I'm just doing to recruit to vision, but not to team. So, hey, Rhett, you're... How are you, blah, blah. Yeah. You, you remember we were chatting about where you might be able to best serve at church? Yep, yep. And you seemed um, really keen to be um, part of our um, vision for growing followers of Jesus in Dubbo. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm on board. I think it's a great church, great to be part of doing that, absolutely. Yeah, I was excited by that. One of the things you mentioned is you love practical stuff. Yep, I So agree. I was going to run by you... Um, whether you might want to help with the mowing. Mowing is actually a really important part of what we do at church because, think about it, people's first impression of church when they rock up is the front lawns. Yeah, I've noticed they're pretty long. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you think of church when the lawn's long? Oh, I think no one really cares about it. Yeah, and do what do you think of church when the lawn is mowed and nice? Oh, I think people, you know... Um Someone, someone cares about the place, yeah, and and so yeah, it does reflect you know well or negatively on the church depending on what the you know the grounds look like. Yeah. So you know how we're chatting about every team doesn't matter what team you're on, whether it's a mowing, cleaning, Bible reading, whatever. It's all part of the body of Christ helping um, build people up. Mm -hmm. The mowing team. It's not just about the mowing. So it's actually about creating a safe, welcoming place where people can come and and feel. Um, it's their first impression of church. Yeah, okay. So if you would be happy to help out with the mowing, that'd be great. Okay. Um, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but you're right. I'm left with questions, but yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's do it. stage, you have to get to the job, though, don't you? Yeah, we do, yeah. yeah. We have to get to the job and how it works. And uh, 
Yeah, that's right. Do I have to bring my own mower? There's those sorts of things. I'm yeah, hoping that's you bring right, it. Yeah. Yeah. Where is the petrol? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So now I can just do it the way we do it. Yeah, which, which you'll do the way that it should be. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how you going, Rhett? Oh, I'm great, Wayne. Particularly yeah, now this conversation's coming. It's a good one. <laughs> a good one. Um, we chatted um, a couple of weeks ago about you helping out at church where you might be able to find the best place to serve in church. Yeah, I love the conversation. It was great. And you mentioned you love practical, outdoor kind of stuff. Yep. I was wondering if you'd be interested in joining the mowing team. Can I tell you a bit about it? Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. So, firstly, the, the reason we have a mowing team, the grounds is people's first impression of church. So you imagine someone rocks up to church and the grounds are messy. Mm. What are they thinking? Yeah. Well, it's, it, no one cares about the place. And we're not looking real good right now, are we? Yeah, no, that's noticed, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think some are caught the mowing team by surprise, but don't worry, they're onto it. Yeah. Lots um, of rain. Yeah, and the rain, yeah. And um, when, the, when it is looking good, how do you feel if you bring a friend along? Oh, yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, it's great, you know. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, you know, it gets a sense that I love my church and I can, you know, and other people care about it too, so it's nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of proud in the right sense, yep. So let me tell you about the mowing team. So their, their vision, so they've come up with this is, we want to create a safe and friendly place to welcome people to church. It's something like that. Oh, cool. There's about 10 people on it. Um, so you're at church at 10, aren't you? Yep. Yeah, I think Bob's on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Phil. Oh, nice. No, I already yeah. know Phil. It's nice. And um, Bill leads it. Oh, okay. Bill leads the team, yeah. And um, basically it's mowing and they have a um, roster where they're on every, I think it's every month, but they also have a barbie once a term where they get together and mm. think about how the lawns are going and how they can do stuff better and get to know each other. And uh, So if, if that sounds like something you'd like to be part of that team, I could pass your name on to Bill and he'll give you a ring. Oh, that sounds great. It's super. So Bill will ring me? Yeah, Bill will ring you. Excellent. Got any questions about it? Nah, if I, can't, if I can't do every month, is there some flexibility here? Like, does the team just work out itself? That the kind team of stuff? is really good, so that they okay. look after you if you can't do it. That, um, sw I don't know how they do it, but yeah. Um, okay, and Bill they, will know all sorts of details around the He'll know all the details all that, yeah. that I don't know, yeah. So Sweet. Bill will give you a call, he'll talk about it. No, that's great, Wayne. Thanks yeah. for getting back to me. Just like, mm. yeah, that's, that's, I'm really excited about that. And then what I may do is add a ministry goal. So just say you're a mature Christian. Yep, I'll pretend. And... Um, Johnny on the mowing team is a teenager who's having some trouble. Okay. So I might in this conversation say, you know Johnny whose um, dad's left and he's, um, you know him? Yep, I do. Yeah, so he's on the mowing team. Oh, right. Which is absolutely fantastic, like the young kid like that stepped yeah, okay. up to serve. Okay. Oh, well, okay. How would you feel hmm. about just as a team member getting alongside him a bit? Just keep an eye oh, out Oh, that'd him. be fine. And thanks for the heads up. Now, yeah. you know, I know a bit about Johnny and... Um, yeah, that's good. So um, we're not just about mowing team. We'll actually, you know, care for each other. Yeah. And get to know each other and encourage each other to be like Jesus. That's good. So I'll get Bill to put you on the same team as Johnny. Oh, good. You'll mow with him. Even um, better. Hang out with him. I'll yeah. be doing lots of things while I mow yeah. a lawn. <laughs> Great. Very good. Okay, thanks, Fred. Great. Yeah. Thank you, Wayne. So, yeah, thanks. I, I, I forgot how hard... Like, that's what we used to always do, recruit to job, but... Can you see, so recruit to vision is good, but recruit to team is really good because Rhett, I think, already starts to belong to that team. Yeah. Um, don't send an email, hi Rhett, chatted to the mowing team, you're on the mowing team. Like this, this you've got to hold their hand and you can't overdo this transition. Um, I'm going to ring Bill and let Bill know Rhett's on the team. I'm going to ring Bill a week later 
um, or someone from the surf team and say, has that happened? And then um, sometimes, depending on who the team leader is, there'll be a follow-up call to Rhett to see how he's going on the team. So if you've got really healthy teams you trust, you can just hand them on. At the end of the conversation, I left with what is the next step. So it doesn't matter what your next step is, just be very clear on it. So is Rhett's next step that he's going to get a phone call or is Rhett's next step, um, just be clear on what that next step is. So in this, this in, in the, Rhett's just got to wait for a phone call from the team leader. Now, what we do with our teams is we get the team leaders not to invite the person to most straight away, but to invite them to the next team meeting. Um, and that seems to be working much better than inviting them to mow. So Bill will ring Rhett and say, Rhett, we've got a mowing team meeting coming up in three weeks. We're just going to review how we've gone for the team. It'd be really good for you to come along. Um, and we actually say, see what you think of the team and let me know if you'd like to join it. So they've still got a step to say actually no or yes, so that they're, um, so that they're really on board with the team. So we're just thinking about this conversation where you're trying to help a person in your church family think about the best place for them to serve. So that works best if you have a culture of serving in your church. And by culture of serving, it's what um, Graham was talking about and I'm talking about in there, that it's just, it's just what we do. Um, it's what we teach about, it's what we celebrate. Um, and it's not just the serve heat, it's the gospel heat. It's that I want to be a part of this. Um, I want to be part of growing the body. I want to be part of helping people um, become a follower of Jesus. And if I'm cooking food on the food team as part of the Intro to Jesus night, um, you know, I'm helping um, people to find out about Jesus. So the culture is just that we, we want to be using our gifts. Uh, we want to put in, putting our effort. So this thing about the post-COVID fatigue, I don't think you solve that in this conversation. I think you solve it here in not just in preaching and in small groups, but in um, what you're celebrating and who you're celebrating and, and so forth and what you value. So a culture of serving. And then also um, healthy teams. So you're recruiting into healthy teams. Perform is what we're using. Um, we give this to our team leaders, um, got it off RET, and it's really easy to remember. So P is purpose. So you think about it, if you're recruiting someone to a team and that team has a purpose, like the mowing team is there to help the grounds be attractive so that our church will be welcoming, so that, so that people will want to stay and they, be, they will find out about Jesus, uh, that is easier to recruit people to a team with a clear purpose than, um, oh, I'm recruiting to the mowing team and I think their job's to keep the grass down. Yeah, so a clear purpose helps, that's a healthy team, but that helps you to recruit. Um, e is um, that that team is equipping people, um, training them, and that helps in your recruiting because it does. I don't have to worry about whether how good a mower already is. I know that the team is going to help him and hold his hand, and even maybe for example, it might be the welcoming team. But Rhett not, might not be the most welcoming person, but he's going to help them by. Uh, doing some background admin or something of the team or whatever. So even within teams, um, not everyone has the role of, like not everyone on the welcoming team needs to do welcoming. The welcoming team might need a coordinator or, or, the, or you're with me. So you, if the team is equipping, 
it makes the recruiting to it easier. R is um, relational, so is that what R is relational? So that um, I am recruiting to a team where I know this person will be looked after, cared for, loved. And if they ring and say, look, I can't make the mowing this week, the rest of the team or the leader doesn't get angry at them, they're actually thinking, oh, why is that? Are you okay, Rhett? Uh, maybe we get a meal dropped in. So the, the team's actually caring for the person. And that makes me really confident to put Rhett in that team. Um, fun. Um, I don't know. What more can I say? So team leaders who don't get agitated, but they actually relieve the pressure and uh, obviously easy to recruit to a team that's fun. Organised. Um, so if I say Bill's going to give Rhett a ring, and then three months later, Bill gets round to giving Red a ring, um, or he rings Red the day before and says, oh, Red, I've put you on mowing tomorrow. So, but if the team leaders are organised, then you can be confident recruiting people to that team, you know it'll be a good experience for the person. Um, review is that um, that team together is reviewing their job, uh, their role, their vision, they're having meetings. And again, that's a great environment to recruit someone into because you know they're going to have input into how's the team going and um, whether it's the after we do the job five minute review of well done, um, good job, or whether it's at the end of the term, we've seen, um, you know, Rhett, the first time he made, he cut off his toes and he hasn't done it since, well done Rhett. So just that reviewing and encouragement. And then maturing is that you're actually seeing your teams that it's an opportunity for discipleship. It, as, and I'm, so I'm not just talking about a little five minute devotion or two minute or whatever it is at the start of your... Um, monthly or term meeting, but the fact that um, you are seeing your team as an opportunity to disciple the other people, like Rhett's a younger Christian, I'm an older one, I'm going to get alongside him. Um, it's a, an opportunity for um, deepening disciples. So can you see that if you have teams that are actually doing all that, um, I think a third of ours maybe are and a third of ours are okay and a third of ours are what I'd call dysfunctional. But if, if you have a culture where people want to serve and you have all these great teams, then here, like you really just got to get out of the way and across people go and that conversation is, is super easy. Um, so that's why this, you might go away from here thinking, actually, we don't want to work on this one, we want to work on this one or lead, team leaders or serving. Uh, who has the conversation? Who does these conversations? So they're already thinking a bit about the free market where the team leaders recruit versus the centralised. Um, so I won't repeat that. The only thing I would add is in terms of the outcomes, if I'm the leader of the welcoming team, and what was your name, sorry? Karen. And I'm recruiting, I'm having a conversation with Karen, what do you think my outcome is in terms of a team for her to land in? Yeah, the outcome is I want her on the welcoming team. It's, it's actually going to be really hard, I think, for the welcoming team leader to have as an outcome that Karen ends up on the music team because they're ringing to recruit. So, whereas if I'm from the serve team, my outcome is I want to find the best place for Karen to use her gifts in our church family. So, um, at the moment, we do all our recruiting centralised. We don't let teams do recruiting except for a few, which I'll show you in a while. But I loved what they were talking about next door, where, yes, that works for most of the time, but when you've got that pool of people who 
haven't been able to serve and they're stuck in a rut not serving, maybe that you distribute that list around to the teams and say, would anyone like to? I love that idea. Were you all in that seminar there where they're talking about that? Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, you all, in, so whether you're in the small, medium or large church, did you all get that conversation about centralised versus free market? Oh, okay, no. So um, free markets is where um, you're just going to let any team leaders do the recruiting. So the youth group leaders will recruit to the youth group team. The um, welcoming team leaders can recruit to the wel welcome team. Um, advantages are quick. What are the advantages of that? Direct. It's direct. Yeah. The leaders themselves are getting trained in recruiting versus a centralised system where in a small church it might be the minister or the minister and someone else recruiting people um, or in a larger church it might be the surf team and um, advantage being you can sort of more assess the needs of the team. So that, that, was, that was in a different seminar so I won't go into it too much but that's, that will, that's just in terms of who does, who has this conversation. Who do you have the conversation with? I've already talked about that, the three kinds of people. So there'll be the new person who's new to church and they've come through your membership course and they've said, I want to be part of your church and I want to serve. And um, so you're getting onto them real quick and having the serve conversation. There's the person who is just not part of a team and you, like they're in a growth group, they're not part of a team. And so that's a different conversation, maybe helping them to think about why they're not. Um, but then there's a third person who's the, the change of team. So maybe they dropped off a team um, we ha we're trying to chase people up real quickly who drop off a team and find out was the team not working or was it a change in their circumstances and if it wasn't the team working we might help them to get onto another team pretty quick or it might be um, yeah that you're deliberately approaching like we had a really competent fellow move from Sydney to Dubbo and he was serving in all his church in Sydney and leading church and preaching and stuff he landed in Dubbo and so we just said, would you be happy to be on the mowing team for six months just to get to know some of the fellows and then we'll think about something after that. So, you know, there might be a case for putting someone on a one team, but then you're going to review that and have a conversation, which is a different conversation about, hey, would you like, what team would you like to be on? Some of the tools I want to show you is you, you need some way of keeping track of what are the ministry needs of your church. So um, you can't just obviously recruit everyone to the team that they, everyone who you recruit, they like the outdoors, they all want to be part of the mowing team. You can't just put everyone on the mowing team. So you have to have, what are the needs of the church? And for us, that comes from above the surf team. That comes from the uh, highest level ministry team coming up with their strategic priorities for the year and thinking about which areas we resource. So the team leaders put in requests of how many new PIP members they want, and then the staff think about what areas to resource and then we have this spreadsheet that says you know how many people um, you might be recruiting so that's the church ministry needs and priorities team job descriptions so um, each of our teams have a job description of their vision and what's involved so that when i have that conversation with Rhett, i can know what i'm inviting him to and i'll probably email that to him the interview template which is just that template of the interview and you need some kind of a process to track the people who you're interviewing. So how do you know all these people who are new to church? How do you know the people who've dropped off a team? Well, I hope you enjoyed that. That level of principle and practice is the kind of stuff we talk about at the Reach Australia Development Program. So if you want to get more help to keep thinking about how to mobilise all of God's people in your church for the mission, uh, get in touch with us at Reach Australia. 
www.ghostbusters.com.au.